Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Um, now you have to rely on experience to win you this series. You need Altuve. You need Tucker. You know Jordan can't do it all by himself. But enough about the Astros. Hopefully they do come back. The Houston Texans, Harley. When was the last time you heard these words? They are five hundred. Oh, uh, man, I wish I actually took the stat on that. <laughs> Been a long time. And it's like no one expected the Houston Texans to be where they at right now. And I have to say I am proud of this young squad for what they have done. Um, I am proud of this coaching staff. Man, um, Donovan said we are buyers at the trade deadline. We could talk about that in a little bit. Shout out to Dono. But the Houston Texans handled business. And this was an important game, Harley, because last week against the Atlanta Falcons, we thought we were going to go in, wipe the floor with them. That didn't happen. And I have to give you props. You predicted a Houston Texan victory as early as Monday. How are you feeling after this victory? Expected. I mean... I've predicted many things for the Houston Texans. And I, you know, I wanted Bobby Slowick as my offensive coordinator. People doubted after two games of nothing. And now it's Bobby Slowick's the man. Mm. You know, I predicted that the Houston Texans would make a big day trade in the draft to get not only CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. And long behold, it happened. Mm. So, you know, I'm a little. Take my victory lap. You know, I'm not shocked at all. I expected the Texans to have a huge bounce back win. Fantastic game. Mm-hmm. D'Amico in the second half <clears throat> has to get his flowers. The defense was amazing. Uh, definitely a really good game played by the Texans. Offense could have been better in the second half. But, hey, the whole team stood up for you, and you got the win. You're 3-3 three and three going into the bye week. And before we really jump into this game, man, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-minute stats, news scores, and match breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online real-time update on statistic news and odds. Yeah, then from week one all the way to college football and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Make sure you head to the website today, use your mobile device, whatever. Hit that promo code BLEAV. Again, BLEAV will give you your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember, guys, Bet Online, where the game starts. And also, welcome to another fire episode of Believe in the Houston Texans. I am one part of your team, Ruben Calvillo, joined by my guy, the handsome Harley Dugan. And we talk about a Houston Texans victory. They beat the New Orleans Saints 20-13, to 3-3, as they head into the bye. I was at the tailgate, not the game, like I always am. And... I feel like I say this every home game so far. It is just packed. 
and packed and packed and the crowd gets bigger every single home game um there were so many saints fans out there the new orleans faithful they showed out the who that uh the who that nation they were you know they were chill they were cool uh with the ones i talked to but once again um and a opposing visiting team getting sent home i saw the reactions from some of the faints um saints fans and they were disgusted by it. There was one guy who was like, I paid $1,000, you know, for these seats. And look what the hell I got here. Man, the Houston Texans, pat on the back. Uh, Saints, one of the best defenses in the NFL. They are a top five right now in so many categories. They also going against uh, David Carr and a 353-yard performance. Um so Derek Carr, I'm sorry. Shout out to David Carr. Shout, Shout out, out to David Carr. Oh, but geez. Derek Carr, I think I got that wrong in the video too. Damn, David Carr, <laughs> 353 yards back to back games where the Houston Texans defense allows a 300 yard passer. But I think the story of the day was Ben don't break. Yeah, uh, that was the whole entirety of the defense. Um, kudos to D'Amico Ryans. We got to see a lot more blitzing. We got to see a lot more pressure. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were kind of crying for in the last game with the Falcons. It just felt like it was only four-man fronts. Um, and the constant blitzing in this game was very refreshing to see. Um, Blake Cashman. I mean, he has gotten his flowers all over across Texans Twitter. He'll continue to get his flowers. The man has been amazing. Uh, we saw this as early as training camp when me and you were both there. And hello. Uh, and Blake Cashman, uh, he was just absolutely amazing in training camp. And it's translating onto the field. Biggest thing with him was staying healthy. And right now he is staying healthy and he is balling for this yeah. Houston Texans team and the rest of the linebackers. The defensive tackles had themselves a game, like Dono said, Sheldon Rankins having himself a really solid game. Uh, Will Anderson had a series, uh, actually a game where you continuously felt like he was on the field. Mm. You actually saw him with your eyes. You didn't have to go to next-gen stats and take a look at what the, what the numbers were and what the stuff he did. No, he actually was, like, popping off the field for you. And then, hey, offense, they did solid. Sure, they need to get better in the red zone. That's going to be a talking point for mm -hmm. them. Um, but C.J. Stroud showed you why he is that guy and why the Houston Texans are legit this year mm. and will be contending for that division. Mm. Mm. I mean, this is the type of conversations that you have when a young one of the youngest teams and not the youngest team in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. And you are exceeding on expectations. Two dominant wins against the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then a gritty win against the New Orleans Saints, man. Blake Cashman, like you mentioned, 15 total tackles, nine solo, two tackles for loss. Two pass defense. I like how you brought a Will Anderson Jr. because that one Saints drive deep in Texans territory, it was all him. A tackle for loss. And then on the third down, they try to run a screen. He disrupts the passing lane, puts his hands in the air. Can you imagine he would have picked it off, took it to the end zone? But 
Will Anderson had an impact. You know, these sacks are going to come. Um, we talked about this Houston Texans secondary, right? Was this the week that they finally get, you know, picked apart? And I do see the 353 yards, but, you know, Chris Olave only had, I think, 90 yards against us, 96 yards. Uh, Rashid Shaheed had 85, but those were just on two bombs. Yeah. Uh, a, I think a B plus effort by this defense, man. You also had two fourth and down plays, and one of them to end the game. Steven Nelson, you know, mm. an up and down game gets beat for the touchdown, but he was expecting safety help. Yeah, and then that, and then that moss by Shahid underthrown. Oh, he should have picked just... it off. And mm. then you end the game with the INT. And it's like in Stroud's interception, and then we'll get to that in a second, but it's like Next play mentality, the same thing that C.J. Stroud said in his press conference, how with D'Amico being a player's coach, you know, who actually played the football game, he understands what next play, what next drive means, short-term memory. And to see Steven Nelson have an up-and-down game, but the up came at the very end. Um, Shout-out to Steven Nelson with the INT, man. Overall, very encouraged by what I saw from this defense. Just get healthy. Yeah, just got to get healthy, and what better way than the bye week coming up, you know? Mm. Full week, fully healthy, get your team up and going, get them ready to go. Juice Grub should be back. Derek Stingley, unsure if he's going to be back or not. Mm. I saw some reports that did say that, yeah, he can be back, but they don't know if he's going to be healthy. That Mm -hmm. was one of the the reports. I forgot who that was specifically that said that, Uh, but it was a local media within Houston. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned C.J. Stroud saying the next play mentality. Mm-hmm. And it just gave me a flashback. It, go, it go, sends me all the way back to when we were in high school in flag football. And we had a former player and Mr. Randolph, shout out to Mr. Randolph, played at UT, special teams guy. Uh, he was our teacher slash head coach. Um, and the biggest thing that, he was preached at UT was next play mentality. Mm-hmm. And so hearing that was kind of like, oh, man, I hadn't heard that. Usually they use, you know, something different, but everyone has the same verbiage. Uh, it was it was fun to hear that. Got me a lot of good memories. Um, and it's fantastic to hear that because Steven Nelson, sure, he could have had three interceptions. Easy. <laughs> One of them I thought he had. I, I thought he read that play. I thought he picked it. He was about to get up and run it for six. I, I thought it was – and to see he dropped it upset me. Hey, you know what? Okay, that's fine. Let's go to the next play. Next play, Shaheed Moss's year? Uh, that's rough. Okay. Or I don't know if that was the Moss or if that was the busted coverage. It was a, but, it was a touchdown first, and he got Moss in the second half. Yeah. You know, so it was like two really bad stretches of plays for yeah, Steven Nelson. But, hey, continuing on, continue doing what you're doing. You know you're a good corner. Things are going to happen. At the end of the day, guess what? He got the interception to end the mm. game against the Saints. Huge defensive effort this week by the Texans. This is a lot of fun to talk about a three and three team going into the bye week, man. And like it was the 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 media were split, right? When they do the NFL, you know, game previews, it was half Houston Texans, 
half New Orleans Saints. And just to see this young Houston Texans team grind out a win, especially after a disappointing loss against the Falcons, man, you love to see that. Switching to the offense, CJ Shroud finally threw his first interception of his career and immediately Nico Collins forces the fumble. The Houston Texans recover first down and I said that it was like the Andrew Beck crazy touchdown. Usually that stuff happens against the Houston Texans, never four. But if that's how you're going to throw your first INT, then I'll take it. And what does he do? Touchdown drive. Exactly. That's perfectly put. He had an interception. Hey, good play by the Saints. And he mentioned it. Good play by the Saints. They read his eyes mm-hmm. and just continued. Oh, okay, he's going here. Oh, okay, bet. Done. Pick. Nico, great. And that, that just tells you they practiced that before mm-hmm. because that's just not – I mean, you just don't randomly just do that. You've been practicing that. You know, it must have been happening when Davis Mills was at the quarterback position, mm-hmm. but who knows. And, uh, oh, 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 shots for – Shout out to Davis Mills. Shout out to number 10. The Mills Mafia. We haven't seen them. They're, they are – they are now all aboard the Stroud. They are proud Stroud boys. Oh, dude, that name is that name's tough. It, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> Poor Barstool Media. I, I know they're trying with that. It, I, it's, it's not doing it for me. Stroud boys, it's just not doing it for me. Anyway, regardless, uh, CJ Stroud <laughs> did mention the interception at the post conference and, you know, I, I love the mentality. He said, mm-hmm. hey, great play by them. It's not going to happen for a long time, though. Yeah. You know, no. I, and I love it. The confidence is there with them. It's everywhere. And like you said, man, interception, fumble, recover, not only a first down, but then a touchdown leading drive. Mm. That is how great C.J. Stroud is. And the conversations need to be starting, man. Conversations need to be starting. This, this man. What conversations? The conversation around not only top ten quarterback. Uh. Is he a top five quarterback? Is he offensive rookie of the year? Yes, easily. That's done. That that's already checked mark off the box. If this man continues to play the way he's playing, mm-hmm. and again, wins have to happen in order for him to to get into that conversation. Um, but I mean, if someone like Sauce Gardner, and I know it's a cornerback, that's a wholly different position. Someone like him can crack into being top two cornerback in the NFL after a rookie year, then by God, CJ Stroud can crack himself into the top five Mm -hmm. as a quarterback. We got to have these discussions. And if the wins start piling up, it's not just rookie of the year. It's Don't MVP it. conversations. I'm sorry. The wins, again, the wins have to pile mm-hmm. up. It, you can't – that's not going to happen if it's 500 balls. Should it be 5-2? and two? You could be. You could be. It's tough. And – Four and two. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. Um, what CJ Stroud is doing, I mean, we haven't seen this from a rookie. And every week he gets better at one certain thing. And this was a, a, you know, a great test for him. He went up against Tyron Matthew, 
Marshawn Lattimore found success. Demario Davis, that Saints defense is really good. So to see C.J. Stroud battle through adversity of throwing his first INT, I mean, it's not like he lit it up on the stand sheet. This was, you know, yeah. he was 13 of 27, 199, two tutties, one INT. Um, so not a good the game that we're used to seeing from C.J. Stroud, but he's one of the reasons why you won the game. Um, the touchdown throw to Donson Schultz. Donson Schultz might be the best Houston Texans tight end since Owen Daniels. This is now three weeks straight. He has, if not led the team, been second in targets three straight weeks with a touchdown. Daunton Schultz, we talked about him in the offseason. This was a top five tight end with the Dallas Cowboys, red zone threat, third down converter. I'm going to eat up the middle of the field. And now that they started using him, he is becoming a weapon. Man, Daunton Schultz, shout out to Daunton. The chemistry is building, as I want to say. You know, new guy on the team. Sure, you've had training camp, OTAs, preseason, all that. You know, regular season's different. And I think the chemistry is building up. He's getting more comfortable. And, hey, man, you're learning the offense really, really well. C.J. Stroud is going to put it right on the money. You know that. Mm -hmm. There's not many times he's going to be inaccurate with the ball. It was a very rare inaccurate pass at the very beginning of the game which I was like, whoa, where did that come mm -hmm. from? I, I, had, I had shades of the previous quarterback there. So um, Dalton Schultz, man, fantastic. Again, did we not also guarantee a third touchdown for Dalton Schultz in three weeks? Did we, we did. not just do that in the last podcast? Okay, I, I, you know, I was just wondering. So 2-0 two, two so far. On the Believe in Texans podcast. Mm. That's why you got to make sure you are mm. checking the Believe in Texans podcast. We give out some takes and, you know, we're going to have our hits and we're going to have our misses. But we're damn for sure going to highlight both and we're going to have a grand old time. So make sure anywhere on all your podcast streaming platforms, check out the Believe in Texans podcast. You don't want to miss an episode. Yeah, make sure you guys are also liking and sharing today's stream. That's how you really help us the most. And keep these comments going. This is a victory Monday. The three and three young Houston Texans team are making some noise in the NFL. And how do I say this without being disrespectful? Say it. Fuck it. <laughs> Sorry, Believe. There might be a new starting running back after the bye week. And here's the thing. I see the rushing. Not a good rushing day, right? Um, 58 yards from Singletary, 35 from Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce, 13 carries. Dave, Devin Singletary, 12. They split carries. Perfect. 51-49. The big difference. 4.8 yards a carry compared to... 2.6 yards a carry. Devin Singletary, when he was running the ball, he looked better. And I cannot believe I, I'm saying this, but goes back to when we were on the Texans Fan Battle podcast episode, and Arbor Crenshaw said he sees Devin Singletary being the leading rusher for the Houston Texans this year. And I am 100% certain after a performance today, you get – one less carry than him, but you have more yards, more yards per carry, a longer run of 17. We might start to see Devin Singletary get the start here. What I am happy about is that first, he got a carry. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that was appalling to have zero carries against the Falcons. So that's first and foremost. Second, let's let's talk about that real quick because I did think about it. You know, it's like hmm, maybe Crenshaw Head was thinking about something there. Um, I always thought of it like Damian Pierce was going to get the majority of the carries, but in a like 65-35 kind of share, mm. you know. And I'm also in the mindset that Damian Pierce was going to be just fine, like a new scheme for him. I'm thinking, oh, I mean, this scheme is so beneficial for running backs. We've seen running backs do amazing. We saw Justin Forsett, who's an absolute nobody, and came in here with the Texans and had himself a game or two, went to the Ravens with the exact same scheme in Gary Kubiak and Pro Bowler. Exactly. So, you know, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, Damian Pierce is just going to continue and carrying that torch of running backs Mm -hmm. that have done well, and it just hasn't happened. The beginning of the season, it was more 95 percent Damian Pearson, 5% Devin Singletary. I didn't like that. Mm. I always wanted more of a, you know, I again, I thought it was going to be maybe 60-40, 60 Running back 35. by committee. Exactly. And this week was fantastic to see 50-50. I don't care. As long as, long as the Houston Texans somehow find a way to run the ball, they are better as a team on offense when they can run the ball consistently. Mike Boone also got a carry, one carry, 11 yards. Xavier Hutchison, two carries, 15 yards, broke a Saints defender, got me hyped up, seven yards in his two carries. Hey, get it done. Somehow, some way, you needed the run game to help you, and they didn't have a good dash, you know, statistic-wise, but the running game did help the Houston Texans. You did get some angry runs from Damian Pierce. That's why it's hard to talk about a potential mm-hmm. losing his starting role to Devin Singletary. But I don't know. I feel like we might see Singletary string together a couple of more nice games together if he does get 50-50% of the workload. I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, as we move to the receiving core, you know, we talked about Nico Collins. Going up against Marshawn Lattimore, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Six targets, four catches, 80 yards, 20 yards a catch. His longest was 28. Mm-hmm. Also had a big pass interference call when was tested uh, in the end zone on Marshawn Lattimore. That's the type of you know outcomes you might get by throwing the ball to Nico Collins in a 50-50 situation. But... I did like what I saw from Nico, you know, 20 yards shy of 100 yards. You know, we talked about what are you going to be? And we should start right now. He's on pace for a thousand plus yards. Now it's just what type of wide receiver can you be? He's flirting with one or two right now. He's going to be one of the two next year. Yeah, We just need to see more good games from Nico Collins. Yeah, again, <laughs> we mentioned it last week on the podcast. And uh, again, y'all got to be tuning in to the Believe in Texans podcast, anywhere where we stream podcasts. So, Spotify, so just search up B L E A V, Believe in Texans. Nico Collins, I talked about it, man. Last week, just a very underwhelming performance against a good corner in AJ Terrell. Mm-hmm. How is he going to bounce back against a really gr- good to great corner in Marshawn Lattimore? 
And I was worried, like, hey, is Nico going to show me if he's a wide receiver one or not? Mm. He showed glimpses. He showed me a good game. He had a solid game against Lattimore and held his own. And that's what I'm talking about is he still has to eat. Like, regardless of what cornerback you are facing, if you are trying to be a legitimate number one wide receiver, mm-hmm. you still have to eat. You still got to get your numbers some way, somehow. And it is just very unacceptable last week. Someone at 6'3", 6'4", as big as he is, as fast as he is, for him to get almost nothing against the Falcons. And then this week against Marshawn Lattimore, a better corner, you get those type of numbers, four catches, 80 yards, I believe, or something like that. Mm. So great game by him. I needed him to step up, and he showed us why that, hey, okay, may- maybe he can be a a legitimate wide receiver. One, I still am going to group him into that wide receiver two category, mm-hmm. and I still do think the Houston Texans need a strong wide receiver one. I'm not panicking over it, though, because mm. C.J. Stroud – he is spreading the ball everywhere. Like he gives everyone a piece of the pie. Like here, here's a slice for you. Here's a slice, and here's the slice. Here you go, Dalton. Here's Noah Brown, who came out of nowhere. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. And regardless of who it is at the offensive line position, CJ Stroud continues to share the ball, get time in the pocket, extend plays when he needs to, and gets the ball mm-hmm. out quick, and he is decisive. And that is what's going to help out the rest of your wide receiving core. You talked about spreading out the ball. Noah Brown, welcome back from IR. Mm. Two catches, 37 yards, a huge catch to set up the first touchdown. Um, Also, draws a pass interference call towards the end of the game, extend the Houston Texans drive as they try to bring some more time off the clock. Uh, Welcome back. You know, you obviously miss Tank Dale. Brevin Jordan, one catch, 11 yards. Robert Woods. The least mm. targets he's had all year, but one catch, six yards, and it went for a tutty. It was on third down. So, once again, Robert Woods continues to be clutch. And Singletary, one catch for four yards. It just, like I said, wasn't a statistical day for this offense, but they did enough to where they left it in the defense's hand. How did you feel about not going for it when it was, you know, fourth and one? I think it was in the late third quarter or early fourth quarter, the Houston Texans decided to kick the field goal instead of extending their drive, maybe putting the uh, the game away. Yeah, uh, that's a tough decision there. And again, I go back to D'Amico talking about how he wanted to be aggressive this year. And, you know, last week against the Falcons, you had a fourth down that you could have gone for, mm-hmm. and you didn't. And, you know, the Astros, I mean Astros, the Texans, they started – you know, they did that again. And look, I don't mind getting points on the board. Kaimi Fairbairn's pretty much automatic when it's underneath 50. Um, and great game by him is again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just is a machine as a field goal kicker. But, you know, do I agree with it? You got the win. Hindsight 2020, sure. They did a great job. Um, I would have gone for it. I, mm-hmm. You know, the offense was rolling. You're doing your thing. Um, and I'm also one of the guys like, Hey, try to stop me. Like, yeah. you know, like, Hey man, they haven't been able to do it pretty much all game. You know, sure. Statistically, it didn't look great offensively, mm. but it's, it yeah. always, it just felt like if you needed something to happen, 
you were going to get a first down. You were going to get this big play. You were going to get a huge play from, you know, whoever it was, CJ with the ball in his hands. I, I'm excited. As long as number seven's got the ball in his hands on a fourth down and he's got the decision, I'm going to put all 120% of my trust into CJ Stroud because mm. he's absolutely him, the franchise, and every other synonym you want to throw at him. The Texans are, man, it just feels good to feel finally feel this way about our football team again. So are we buyers or what? No. Still not. I mean, I don't no. see anyone who you could go out to get without overpaying for. Um, but, you know, just let CJ ride, you know, as we yeah. talked about these. It's like he elevates this team and. Nico gets going. Tank Dell gets back. I expect Tank Dell to go on an absolute tear after the bye. Let's just see what this young Houston Texans team could do right now, and then let's reload in the offseason. But one thing is for certain is now this division's up for grabs. It's going to be you versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we play them in the H. That game should needs to be flexed. To either in the afternoon, Sunday night, but the Houston Texans are on the on the come apart. I feel so good saying that. I do too. Who would have thought that we would have been saying that like year one of CJ Stroud, Will Anderson? Like, sure, the hope was always there. Um, but to say it this soon, mm. already in the bye week, I mean the Jaguars are four and two. You're in third place right now. The Colts are three and three as they took the L from the Jags. And then the Titans are at the cellar in the bottom of the division. Just tough go for them. Tannehill quarterback situation. Regardless, uh, I didn't have a Did lot you of high hop <laughs> Get up when the guy tried to sit next to him. Yeah, the guy that muffed the punt. Phillips. <laughs> as soon as he said that, he said, nah, man, I don't want to sit next to ass. But long and behold, Hopkins is ass. So, like. Come on, man. I mean, trash recognized trash, bro. That's just how that was. At the end of the day, man, four and two Jaguars. You faced in November 26th. And I, you know, this is a time where you can look ahead of the schedule because it's the bye week, mm-hmm. right? So people calm down. We're not, you know, we don't do this all the time. But Panthers after the bye week. Dub. Bucks after the Panthers. Dub. Bengals at Cincinnati. Let's let's go ahead and give that L. Cardinals home. Blowout. So three and one so far. So you're three and one. That means you're three and three right now. So you would be six and four mm. going into the Jaguars game. November 26th, afternoon game. If that is not flexed, I do not want to freaking see another Giants primetime game. I am so sick. Is that who's slated to go on that night? I have no clue. Let me check. But they have four primetime games. And sure, this last one, solid game against the Bills. The Bills choked. The Bills sucked. They should have lost the game. The, The Giants sucked. They had six points for, like, the entirety of the game, man. It was ridiculous. Get the Giants off my television screen. I don't want to see them. They're disgusting. Bring me someone exciting. Put the Texans on the primetime game. How about that? 
so here, so here are the afternoon games. Um, Browns Broncos at four o'clock. Rams Cardinals at four o'clock. Bills Eagles at four. Chiefs Raiders at four. Sunday night, it's Ravens at Chargers. Mm, okay. okay. I don't think so. Eh, it's not a. It's okay. I Maybe guess. there was the Giants or the Bears on there, then we could talk about being, you know, flexed. But let's keep on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So you know, you're six and four going into that. Okay. Hey, I don't know what the Jaguars' schedule is going to be looking like, but the Houston Texans—they're definitely going. If they go six and four, and hey, who knows? Maybe you grab a win you shouldn't from one of those games. You know, like in the one loss you had was the Bengal game. It's not like the Bengals are setting the world on fire. Now, I do think Joe Burrow is going to be better when that time comes around. He looked a lot better uh, this last week, looked pretty good. Um, but I'm just trying to figure out six and four if the Jaguars are only a game ahead of us. Let's say they're seven and three. I mean, we're at home, we beat them on the road. And we spanked their ass. And we're going to be healthier? I'm looking for a sweep. And I'm looking for the division. Because I think we sweep the Titans. Yeah. It's, and it's, it feels that way. But, again, divisional games are tough. So, it, you know, true. divisional games are so much tougher. And if anybody is going – to beat this defense, it would be a Derrick Henry-led offense. Dude, he's washed. Right? He's washed now. <laughs> they just don't give him the ball enough. He's getting 11, 12 carries. I don't understand what's going on there unless they're looking to trade him. Mm. <laughs> That's been a lot of talks around national media and Bleacher Report. Looking at the Jags' schedule real quick. Thursday night game right now against the Saints. Mm. That's not going to be easy. Saints definitely gave us a run for our money, uh, regardless of us getting the win. After that, they play the Steelers. Solid defense. I don't know what the Steelers are going to do offensively. You just pray that the defense makes some plays. Mm -hmm. Then they play the 49ers. I don't see them beating the Niners. And I know the Niners just lost to the Browns, but I don't see what that a happening. freaking field goal, dude. I know, man. And then they play the Titans. Mm before they play us. Mm. So if they go two and two, hey man, they go two and two, they are six and four and we're six and four. And Dude, now but we're playing you... for first place in the division. Gotcha. <laughs> Do the old Kanye on. Gotcha. You know what's crazy is that this isn't like this isn't sh like strange that we're talking about this. The Houston Texans could pull some games out together. Like I think they're beating the Panthers. I think they're beating the Bucks. Like I said, I have that Bengals as an L or mopping the Cardinals. Uh, dude, that would be insane if you're fighting for first place. And you know, we we both said it in the offseason. There's always that team that goes from worst to first. And you know, right now it's looking like the Texans are potentially that team and like i said you're not even healthy as you mentioned you still need you scruggs back um this offensive line finally gives up a sack but it's two sacks but 
that's fine. You overcome adversity. You, you know, the O line still did a fairly good game. You need Titus Howard to back at right tackle. Um, what else, man? It was just a a very good win by this young Houston Texans team. It's like every win, it's no one expected you to be there. And what more expectations? What more should we want from this team? Nothing else, man. Again, you know, we predicted before the season six wins. Yeah. Five, six, maybe seven. You know, in, in my hot take, which feels like normal now, like mm. my hot take was, you know, they can go nine and eight if everything goes right for them. They could go nine and eight and win the division. Um, we got them potentially six and four entering a game that they could be playing for first place in the division. Ooh. I mean, expectations are up right now for the Houston Texans. The fans are excited. The optimism is back. NRG is rocking. It is electric in there. It it felt loud mm. in that Saints game. It felt loud. It looked like, loud. And I mean, it's been a while since we've seen that for quite some time. The, the, the cameras were starting to shake a little. Well, you caught it again. You said the crowd's going to be a factor. So it's like, you know, I just I do my thing. It, you know? it goes back to our, to the early Bulls on Parade days. Mm. The mm. turn down for Watt. Mm. The, you know, walking outside on Sunday, it was about 70-something degrees. The wind was blowing. Soon as you step into the parking lot, you 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 smell barbecue. You see beers cranking, and you see so many Stroud jerseys, so many Tank Dale jerseys, dude. The future is right here, and we might be having something in this young Houston Texans team. Thank you, everyone, who was a part of today's episode. Once again, we are brought to you by Bet Online. So jump into the action. Win yourself some money. Let us know if you do. I am Ruben Calavillo. You can find me on 713 Houston Sportcast, where I drop daily Houston Texans content. I went live yesterday for the entire game, a three-and-a-half-hour stream. We had about 500 people towards the end of it, so very fun. Hopefully, we can get Harley in one of them sooner rather than later. But, Harley, where can they find you, man? Uh, you can find me at the lead underscore H-O-U, Houston. Um, I give you all the latest updates on Texans, Astros, and Rockets, news, rumors, updates. Uh, make sure to subscribe. We're on the road to 5,000 subscribers. Uh, so don't forget about us, guys. Believe in Texans podcast. It's streamed anywhere, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast streaming platform you use you believe will be there. They are everywhere. Okay. So again, believe in Texans podcast, make sure you follow us, make sure you hit that download button. We want as many as possible. I appreciate everyone that has uh, tuned into tonight's episode. Fantastic dub from the Houston Texans. We're on the bye week, but it's not going to stop the content and we are going to continue going and Hey, hopefully the Texans continue in uh getting that potential uh, division division title back where it belongs. We we go from who are we going to select with the second overall pick in the draft to now you are competing or thinking about competing 
for the division title. You know, we, we went from we're going to pick Will Levis potentially rumors or we're going to pick the defensive guy that went to the Raiders. I forgot his name. Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson. He hasn't done jack. Like, that was just asinine. <clears throat> that was just asinine. Come on. Come on, Lance Zerline. Come on, man. <clears throat> Come on, Lance. I know he was right last year. Come on, man. You can't Don't be lie, bad. It scared you a little bit seeing that. Hey, it did. I ain't gonna lie though. I ain't gonna lie. It did scare me. It gave me a little heart attack. But I'm nobody sure. bats a thousand. <clears throat> nobody does. But shout out to Lance Zerline. He does a fantastic job with he has a billion draft prospects that he's doing. So uh, but yeah, you went from that to huh. We could maybe win the division. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, yeah. The D'Amico Ryan's effect, the CJ Stroud effect. Mm. Thank you, everyone, once again, for being part of today's live stream. This is Ruben and Harley signing off. Y'all have a rest blessed of your Monday night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.